On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood, the, Paran the Paranormal Podcast from Alison and Dominic Zenden. Do we follow a fate line? Are our lives mapped out for us before we are even born? Or do we choose our life? Can we come back and actually rerun that lifetime? The thoughts behind existence are many. And people's ideas about what may happen if, if there is an afterlife and a before life maybe are varied and very wide the ancient egyptians would call it your bar which is what we look at as the soul that this is the part of the the person that lives on into another lifetime so if we do have a bar or a soul and we do live on and we do have past lives are these lifetimes designed to teach us lessons or are they just a cascade of fate today alison and myself will discuss the fate that we believe lives are and what may happen when we pass on this podcast of the twisted and misunderstood Myself, Dominic Zenden and Alison Zenden are going to be discussing fate, what we believe to be and how fate may play a part in our life, but also how it just may be something that is made up and that humans make up for a way of explaining things that they don't understand. So, Alison, do you believe in fate? Partly, yeah, I think I do. Um, part I don't, because I think we we sort of make our own fate, really, by people that we meet along the way. And um, if we like people, we'll stick with them. If we don't like them, well, we, we move on. Um, but I, th I think probably that in some, yeah, some walks of life, there's, there's fate, yeah, but not, not in every aspect of life no so you're saying it's up for debate it yeah. may be a part of it fate may be a, a bit of the picture but it's not all it's the not picture, all the picture. Yeah. so so recognizing certain people certain things that you have to do may be the introduction to understanding that so in other words you could walk past somebody that might be very influential one day and the next day you might just bump into them and start talking so in a way that could be fate couldn't it yeah no ab absolutely absolutely you've then got that chance of speaking to that person and if you take the opportunity you you just don't know where it could go and i think there's something inside of you that would make you do that if you really want to listen to your to your inner self so so what we have then is fate fate is something that is intuitive something that we control and if we listen to ourselves, we may benefit from it because it could be that we've lived the life that we're living before. Could that be a possibility here within fate? I think it could, definitely, absolutely. But I think you've got to stop and, and listen to yourself here because I think if you sort of hum and haw and sort of you're, you're indecisive, that moment, that opportunity can, can pass you by. So you have to act on what you're feeling at the time. So fate is about intuition. It's about being able to recognize situations. So let me put this to you. What if you've lived this life before as Alison 
and you've actually gone through a lot of the things you're going through now, but you've made different decisions and they haven't maybe worked out the same way as what your life is working out today. Do you think that because we could control our decision making, we could control the people that we're going to meet, which makes thought very, very important part of our life. If we think we can achieve something, we're going to try that a little bit harder. But if we believe we can't achieve it, we're just going to give up before we even start. Yeah, I think thought's got a lot to do with it, absolutely. But I think maybe as you get older, you think <laughs> you think about it a lot more than when you're younger because your life is quite busy when you're younger. So maybe you don't always think about things in depth so much. But I certainly believe that, that thought is everything and thought is really, really powerful. Okay. Yeah. I, I tend to disagree because I don't see time being a factor in the things that we're doing as, as people. There'll be some very um, thoughtful 18-year-olds listening to this podcast and there may be some non-thoughtful 80-year-olds listening. So I think it depends on the person, the personality, whether you stop to listen and to hear the voices, to hear your inner voice talking to you. I can understand what you're saying when you're younger, you're a bit more petulant, you go off and you do whatever you want to do. And as you get older, you slow down a bit and you start to look at the consequences. But I really do think that if we can learn to listen to ourselves, then maybe that person that we're supposed to meet walking down the street will meet because we're aware of it. Maybe we can look in that shop window and see that book because we're aware that if we slow down a little bit, we're going to see things that may be beneficial to us. There's another part to this as well. It could be that as we actually run through the same life again, certain places, people, situations, books maybe become familiar. We recognize them. So we're more likely to pick something up that we feel attached to or attracted to. And we could have read that book. We could have met that person in, in lifetimes previously that we've actually experienced and not realize it in this lifetime. So don't you think that there may be a little cognitive way of thinking that some of the people that we meet, some of the things that we do, we've already experienced? I'm sure. I'm sure that happens a lot. Yes. It's just recognising it, isn't it, really, more than more than anything here. I think people tend to sort of be so wrapped up in their world sometimes that maybe the other person is also part of it and they don't realise it maybe as well. So I think two people, maybe if they come together, they recognise each other, maybe. They, you know, they've been part of this together as well here. So, yeah, I think if you get something back from that other person, you're more likely to take the opportunity because there's also that other situation where maybe you feel attached to that book or you feel attached to that person. You might open it up or you might open the book up and maybe it isn't quite what you thought it was going to be. Maybe you look at the cover and you think, hmm, that cover's really nice. And then you open the book up and you think, hmm, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Okay. It's, it's maybe a different thought way and maybe a different way of thinking, but it may not be the cover of the book that you're attracted to. It may be that you recognize it 
and the contents have helped you previously. And all you're doing is you're re-educating yourself with the contents of that book, or you're re-familiarizing yourself with that personality of that person that you've met. And when you meet people, sometimes you, you're meeting people and you're thinking, wow, really nice person. I really feel connected to that person really quickly. And other times people just do not really enter into your consciousness. They, they walk past you and you wouldn't give them a second thought. Now, if fate is a part of our life, the only part that we have to conquer is recognizing the important people and being able to work out maybe what our purpose is, what our identity is, the things that we enjoy, the passions, the, the enjoyments, the things that you can't get just by having a, a life the way you just go through the motions. So the actual being introduced to certain thoughts, certain ways of thought, certain ways of thinking, things like, for instance, let me give you a for instance, that time is not linear. It's not a straight line. And if you were to visualize it, time wouldn't be a road that you would drive down and keep driving. So in the distance, you would you know, leave behind the things that you've done in the past. Maybe, like, maybe time is more like a carousel where you go round and round. It may be a huge cycle, maybe a really long cycle. But in actual essence, we can go around and recheck and redo and rethink the things that maybe we haven't got right in previous cycles on that carousel. So you haven't got to go back and revisit it because it's going to come around again. And if these things keep coming around again, at some point, we're going to get them right, which is really quite an optimistic way of thinking. Fate is that little bit that we have to recognize. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree on that. Yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it. OK, in, in the next part, I'm going to talk about how reincarnation, how making sure that we look at time in a different way can help us create an even better life and a more worthwhile life and allow us to start to take in some of the things that we could miss if we just are blink and look straight ahead. Hi, this is Dominic Zenden. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, The Twisted and Misunderstood. There are lots of new bits and pieces out on the website at the moment, which is mindsight.org. It's spelled M, so M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G. On there, you can actually look at mediumship readings, past mediumship readings that I've documented are two books that are currently out, A Rainbow of Angels and something else with angels in the title that I can't remember right now, but they're all on amazon.co.uk. And all the latest parts of what we're actually doing here and some of the work and writings that we're currently involved with. So take a look at mindsight.org and I will speak to you soon. In this second part of this podcast, The Twist and the Misunderstood, myself, Dominic, and Alison Zenden are going to talk about fate and the soul, how fate and soul connections can be the difference between doing the things that you really want to do or maybe changing some of that fate and missing out on some of the stuff that could be started by thinking differently. Now, 
I want to start off talking about the Egyptians. Now, this is, you know, in a, in a relevant way because the Egyptians would have a part of the body called Ba. Now, Ba is just how they thought about the soul. It's a different name for the soul. And they would believe that the Ba would go on into the next world or the next worlds and actually continue on and then come back and be reincarnated. And they used to look after this part of the human when they passed by mummifying the remains and making sure that the body was protected against uh, against decay because they believed that you would need some of the things that you had in your life when you were in your afterlife. So if you had access to those things, it would make it much more comfortable. Now, that's nothing new. You know, the Chinese, the Japanese, the, the Indians, some of the, the, the religious practices that have been taught all over the world have talked about the soul. We may differ bits and pieces about the soul, but primarily the bar goes on. And that's what the Egyptians thought. And even today, we believe that the soul is a detachable part from the body. But the difference between where the Egyptians were to where we are today is we're much more aligned with that energy, that education, that learning process that may come from living many, many lifetimes, but not particularly in any particular order. Now, that would be quite interesting, wouldn't it, for somebody that was maybe living in the 13th century to suddenly be reborn into the 20th century. If we had knowledge of the 13th century before we came into the 20th century. But because our minds are wiped, our, our, record, our recall is wiped, we don't often know too much about previous lifetimes. But there is a part of us that does. Now, this is what we're going to discuss on this second half of our of our discussion. We're going to talk about how dreams can influence our fate, can influence the actual decisions that we make. Now, Alison, I, I believe that we have dreams about things that are going to occur in the future, premonitions, if you like. But they're not occurring in the future as such. They've already occurred. And we're just picking up on the remnants of them. But those dreams, I believe, are the real high emotional dreams, dreams of loss, separation, change, all those things that seem to affect us. Now, dreams are something that I know you look at and you think about. Do you believe that your dreams are like premonitions if we listen long enough to what they actually are? I think dreams have lots of different meanings, yeah. I think they can be premonitions. I think sometimes they can be totally muddled from little bits and pieces that go on through your daily life, which is your life now, but also from the past as well, which maybe has got something to do with lives that you've you've lived, you know, many, many years ago. And then they bring them out in dreams because obviously your subconscious takes over and you're more relaxed. You haven't got the day-to-day -day worries of what's going on. So your dreams really are very, very important. Yeah. So could dreams be our little warning signs if we carry on doing the same things, for instance? Maybe we're doing something in our life that's not really good for us. 
maybe we're eating too many cream cakes or maybe we're drinking too much alcohol or you know smoking too much and our dreams are actually saying if you carry on on this course here's a part of you that may not survive the body might not get to the point where you're discovering other things that may be that affect your life or some of the things that you may want to take in during this time in this lifetime yeah i think so absolutely 100 percent um I do document my dreams from time to time. So I do sort of wake up sometimes and write down certain dreams that I've had, which I like to analyze and work things through here. Sometimes they make total sense, sometimes they're total nonsense. But I do think that certainly if we listen to our dreams, we listen to what's there in front of us, we, we certainly, yeah, we could certainly can go forward and uh, certainly they, they do help us. Yeah. So dreams, fate, and soul can all be connected in other words if we listen to our dreams without dismissing them without thinking that that's weird or that's strange if we actually look at them and analyze them a little bit they may well be in there little bits and pieces of our future that if we carry on doing the same things our future looks like it's going to go this direction or if we change and alter, we're going to go in this direction. So it may be a simple way of choosing what diet we have or that we do exercise or that we decide that doing or following a certain passion is going to be good for us. Dreams can point us in that direction. So they could be little glimpses at our life path, which goes into this thought that time doesn't exist. It's not a straight line. You don't start in one point and go on to a the ending point which is your linear line it's a cycle it's a carousel that goes round and round and round and we can pick up little bits and pieces of things that we might have missed in previous lifetimes even in previous lifetimes that we were ourselves as we are today so it's a bit of um, personal guidance that is left for us so when we start to weave the tapestry of life together and the different threads of the people that we've met and the things that we've done, we can start to see common themes. Now, I talk to people quite a lot who say to me that they meet difficult people all the time. Can you see that they might think of that as fate? But yeah. it's not fate, is it? It's something that they're designing in their life in order that they meet these people. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And I think it is a learning curve, basically, here, so that you don't always meet difficult people. So you have the mindset that you're going to meet good, positive people that have got very similar ways of thinking to yourself. I mean, that's that's an easy way of looking at it, really, because we all meet difficult people from time to time. But I think it's how we deal with it ourselves more uh, than anything. And if we turn it around a little bit and think difficult people meet us because we're open to talking to people or listening to people's problems. Maybe we should be a bit more sort of wary about who we're talking to and who we're helping, because if we're actually very much keen on making sure that the right people come into our lives and meeting the right people, that's a little bit more than fate, isn't it? We're giving fate a helping hand by putting ourselves in the right position to meet the right type of people that are going to be much more beneficial to know. In other words, we're putting ourselves in a position where we can learn rather than keep being there for others. I believe that we can all be there for others. 
people love us helping them and, and caring for them. But when it comes to giving something back, they don't always have enough to do that. And if we track that type of person into our life, it may be that we're not attracting them into our lives, but they're being attracted to us. Almost, yeah, like we're a bit of a, a light tower. Yeah, yeah, totally agree on that. I think that that's something that uh, we all have to be a little bit aware of because I think there's so many people out there, you might call them difficult people, you might call them needy people, but you show them a little bit of green light and they're there and they're like limpets attached to you. And do you then blame yourself for allowing them to become so close that they almost take over your life? Because nobody wants that. No, we, we've got to be very careful, haven't we? And if we have an inkling, maybe we've had a dream about somebody, maybe we've had a thought about somebody being that way, then we can change that and we can have a different mindset, all because we've had the ability to understand our dreams, to recognize some of the things that may crop up in the future in our dreams and know that we can change the course. And that really comes back to fate. Because if fate is just fate, if we have no control and our lives are already mapped out and they're like a, a, a random cascade of events that happens to us regardless of what we think and what we do, then life is going to be haphazard, isn't it? It's going to be so, so difficult. But if all the events alongside fate are mapped out one after the other after the other and we can change which way we go within that fate so we might have a fate line that it says right we go from here to end of life meeting these people but we may decide that we don't want that fate line we want a different fate line and we want to think about meeting people that come from a different way of thinking or a different way of life we can then change what has been designed for us in a way of fate and actually be in control of our own life. Now, I know that we have to listen to do that. We have to hear the little voice inside. And part of that is being able to calm the body, listen to what's going on, and to instinctively know if it's right or if it's wrong. Because I think we know these things already. It's whether we take notice of them. Do you agree? Yeah, I think that's it. Take notice of them or, or ignore them. And I think everyone should just stop for a minute. And before they do anything, is just not rushing to enter anything. Absolutely. Yeah. But that also is, is an interesting thought, isn't it? Because if we have multiple lives uh, and we don't just have the one life, maybe we have you know many thousands of lifetimes, does it really matter? We've got as much time, in inverted commas, as we need to do whatever we want to do, which takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah, I can understand that. I, I think, though, that if we do things very, very impulsively without thinking, though, maybe nine times out of ten, we might be okay about it. But there's that little 1% that we might think, hmm, yeah, should have just stopped for a minute and just thought that one through a little bit. But that's my point. If we're impulsive, we get things wrong. Yeah. And we've got as much time as we need. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so why be impulsive? Because the universe allows us many times, many chances. We can get it wrong as many times as we want. It just means that we suffer longer rather than get to the 
the good part of being able to understand what it is to be human. Yeah. This has been Dominic and Alison Zenden for the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast, talking about fate and dreams and do we have things already arranged for us or are we just going to be out to live? You know, do we have whatever we need to do to, to lead our lives the best way? If you're interested in this sort of thing and you want to know more, go to the website, which is mindsight.org. Alison and myself have got lots of interesting little pieces up on there that you can look at and read about. If you want to read our books, go onto Amazon and just pop in Dominic Zenden or Alison Zenden, and you will find the seven published books that we've actually got on there. And until next time, stay safe, look after each other. And we will be back on the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast really soon.